Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to the show. I'm telling you today, I'm so excited to be on the show. I miss you guys. I hope you had a very good Mashuja day and personally I enjoyed the day. Welcome to today's show. I go by the name Tracy Congo and you're listening to On Fire Agape Radio. This is Pastor Francis Karuga from Kenya. 
um, a minister of God's grace. My great emphasis in my messages is on the greatness of God and his love through the message that we proclaim, and that is of his grace. I am born again by his grace alone, through faith in Christ alone, and I thank God that he paid for the debt so that now I'm freely just receiving a gift without my effort. Amen. Uh, my dear listeners, thank you so much for keeping it right here. The listeners of On Fire Agape Radio, God bless you for always finding time to be able to listen. Uh, it is not in vain. I, I promise that it will never either be in vain because God always prepare uh, a minister as well as the people to be ministered to so that they all benefit mutually. Amen. We thank God for the wonderful team that makes sure that we receive this message on air effectively, the broadcasters. We thank God for that wonderful team that is behind the scene, that is, that is putting everything in place so that we can be able to receive the message as effective as it has been. Now, we thank God for the management of the same. God bless them in a mighty way. And um, I want to give you this link so that you can be able to, to follow and learn more, as well as being able also to participate in your generosity for the purpose of furthering the gospel. Uh, for your information, we also have a TV, a TV and a radio as well. And therefore, the link that can lead you to all that is www.onfireagapeministry.org. You'll find this and much more. And God bless you as you make that effort. Tonight, I want to let us go back to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, verses 9 and 10, a passage that we began last week, and I believe that there is so much we can be able to learn again today, um, even as I introduce two more other passages from different books referring to the same thing, thus helping us to know that this issue of salvation in the past and in the present as well as in the future it's not just found in this chapter, it is all over in the epistles. It is an issue thing, it's an issue that we cannot afford to wish away or to assume that it does not exist. However, as we look at it, we'll be able to help us understand that there's so much weight in understanding the passage because it tells us a lot that of how God made plan of salvation uh, to our salvation and again also for sustaining us in that salvation and eventually helping us to make it to heaven while in the same salvation so that it is none of our effort it is none of um, you know it is not as a result of our diligence but it has a lot to do with living by faith from the beginning to the end from faith to faith. So the Bible says in verse 9, yet we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead. 
who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. Hallelujah. We heard that it was about Paul and his colleague giving a testimony of their experience while in their mission of Asia. And he's saying that we went through a lot. We was, we were, we persecuted, persecuted. We went through severe trials to the degree that we despaired of life. That is what he's saying in verses eight. And therefore as a result, um, saying that this happened uh, so that um, uh, they could not depend on themselves, but on God who raises the dead. There was a sentence over them, as, well as, as it is also a sentence over each one of us, and particularly those who are not born again, you are not anticipating something good. You have to believe in Jesus for salvation. God paid for the price that was required of you, so that now, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are liberated from the slave market of sin, and you are given a reason to stand before God as a child, as a regenerated spirit, as a person who has an inheritance. It's incredible. It's a divine operation that changes the whole story the moment one believes in God. Praise the name of the Lord. Paul is saying that we, 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 we had to, you know, to, to, to depend on God because it is God who raises people from the dead, meaning that the persecution they were going through was so strong and that there was no doubt that indeed physically they are going to die. But even if they do, God will raise them, and if he does not do it right now, he will still do it during the time of resurrection. So literally, it is God who raises the dead. The, pro the prerogative of raising men from the dead, that belongs to God. Then he says in verse 10, who delivered us from so great a death, and does deliver us, in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. There is three times what deliverance uh, the, the deliverance is mentioned here, but the first word delivered, uh, delivered is, is, is speaking of in the past tense. He delivered us from so great death, which is this great death. I ex explained that last time. When somebody is not born of God, he is dead in the spirit. There's no great death as that. If one dies in that status, he will eventually enter into the second day, and that is hellfire forever. So that is why it is a great death, and nobody can rescue anybody from that except God himself. So it is God who raised us from such a great death when he sent his son to die on the cross and pay for the weight that was required so that when we put our faith in Jesus, right away, God raises us from such. We'll explain that in the next time. We'll explain, we'll be able to analyze every tense in details. And then the, the second one here says that, and does deliver us, that is a verb, the word does, and shows that something that is happening now going forward. He still delivers us. We'll be able to be able to discover what is he delivering us from now. Now that he delivered us from such a great death, now what is he delivering us from? And the other one it says, 
that um, in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. Yes, he says that in whom as well, even as we proceed in this present tense deliverance, we are anticipating that in due course, in the future, he will still deliver us. We'll also be able to explain in details, he is going to deliver us from what? That time. Amen. So today, I want us to look at two more passages that resembles that, so that this can be able to cement our subject, even as we move on. So the book of Romans chapter 5, verses 1, the Bible reads, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. The three tenses of salvation also appears in this passage. See what it says here. Therefore, having been justified by faith, that is speaking of the past tense. When did this occur? When you go back now to a few passages uh, of chapter 4 from verse 23, the Bible says, Now it was not written for this, for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us it shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Justification is explained in details at, uh, uh, in the book of Romans chapter 4, and therefore the conclusion is incredible because it's saying that the issue of Abraham being justified, being counted uh, righteous, you know, the righteousness being imputed to him was not written for, uh, for his sake alone, but it was written for us also who shall be imputed. When we do what? When we believe that it's God who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Uh, when we look at him and see that he was delivered on the cross for our offenses, not his, our offenses, and therefore he was, uh, when he was being crucified on the cross, it is our offenses which were being punished, and therefore the Bible says, after all said and done, he died, was buried, and then he was raised because of our justification. If Christ never rose again from the dead, then we have no salvation to testify about. We have no evidence. We have no confidence of talking about it. Why? Because, you know, there is no reason whatsoever that can convince anybody. Imagine if today it is even so difficult sometimes as it appears to preach the true gospel alone without adding some issues that you have to do something to convince someone that it works if at all right now um, the bible is recorded very well he rose again from the dead and yet there are people who don't believe that there is a supernatural being yet the bible is recorded what do you think if christ never rose again we, have, we could have nothing to talk about for sure. We could even be persecuted and beaten up and jailed every now and then without anybody raising a voice. But now, Jesus is alive, amen. Him being alive, him being alive, rising from the dead, 
have given us a reason to talk about God and his wonderful work of uh, saving us, which he did with his son, him dying as a sinner, being buried, which, uh, which is also evidential, and rising from the dead. The Bible says that he rose again so that our faith in what God has done can be justified. Praise Jesus. Therefore, in chapter 5, it will continue with, um, uh, it continue to cement the fact that we have been justified. See, and again, it, it tells us also the benefit of this justification. Hallelujah. It is explaining to us the benefits of this justification. You see, if you have been justified, having been remanded for some time, and maybe your lawyer did what he was supposed to do, then you are justified. You walk free from the remand. You walk free from those bad places. And now you walk free and breathe in the air and go wherever you want to go, uh, you know, at your will. So that incredible will, that incredible freedom and therefore bring or culminate into peace in your heart again now you having peace with the people around because you have been justified now the Bible says here therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by simply believing in the gospel we have been justified we have been declared righteous we have been made right with God. And as a result now, we have peace with God. We will be able to talk about that in the future. We have peace with God as a result. Those are benefits. And then that is past tense, amen? That is past tense. That has happened already. Now, verse 2 is explaining to us of what is going on. It says, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Amen. It says this one, uh, that right now, having been justified by faith in Christ Jesus, again, through the same Jesus, we have access by faith. We have. The word have is a verb. <laughs> Amen. It's speaking of what you already have. We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. That reminds me of the verse in the book of John 1 and verses uh, 16 that says that of, and of him have we received grace upon grace. Amen. Of his, of his fulfillment, we have received grace upon grace. This is what basically Apostle Paul is explaining, that we have received grace in uh, verse 1, and this grace has given us salvation, and the same, same grace by faith uh, give us an accessibility of more grace so that now we stand in the grace and receive more grace. It is grace upon grace. Praise Jesus. This, this is incredible, friends. It is talking of what is happening now. Present, continuous tense. By faith, as we stand in the grace, we can access into more grace. And then it winds up by saying, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Praise the name of Jesus. What happens again, we not only have access into grace as we stand in the grace, but we can as well, we can as well be able to rejoice in the hope of glory. Praise the name of the Lord. What that means is that as we 
continue to access more grace, even as you stand in the grace, uh, we have this joy that in this present age, that, you know, there is a place where we are going. Very soon, our bodies shall be, uh, shall be transformed. Our, our lowly bodies shall be transformed. We shall be given glorious bodies so that we be like God forever. Amen. So this is the hope of eternal glory. This is what keeps us going. This is the hope that can never disappoint us, even as we face trials, persecution, and different situations. As a result of standing up for the truth, then we cannot give up, for we have this hope that someday, maybe very soon, Jesus Christ is coming, and is coming with a future salvation. Praise the name of the Lord. We will also explain that in details in days to come. Another similar passage explaining the three tenses as well. It is the book of Titus, chapter 2, and verses 11. Be, uh, behold, friends, I'm just laying a foundation for the next sermon, which is going to be very powerful. Verse 11 says of Titus chapter 2, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So verse 11 is explaining of what has already happened. He's saying, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. When the grace has appeared to all men, this is now in the past tense, appear. The word appeared is um, uh, basically speaking of what has already happened. And uh, this grace has already appeared and it, and it brings salvation. Basically for those now who believe, the moment you believe in the gospel, uh, salvation comes in you. And when salvation comes in you, then you, you can look, looking at it from another angle, you have already been justified. Having been justified, therefore, verse 12 applies. We say that this grace, which has brought salvation also, is teaching us. Is teaching us, this now present continuous tense, is teaching us that denying, uh, the word teaching is basically um, uh, showing uh, uh, that it's a present continuous tense, uh, teaching us that denying ungodliness and wordless, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. The word should is a verb that tells us that some of the things that now we will definitely be able to do, having been taught of the grace. Amen. So this is now what is happening now. This grace has given us salvation in verse 11, and the grace is now teaching us. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, it's doing something else also to, uh, our, our, to our souls. And in verse 13, it's saying, it's looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. As, as we continue being taught by the grace, there is this hope that is emanating from the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and from the Holy Spirit who indwells us all. And of course, uh, uh, as, as you continue, uh, there are many things also that becomes evident in our life. In that, in this present age, God is rewarding us, and in the age to come, there will be now future rewards. Praise the name of the Lord. So again, the element of um, past 
present and future also appears in this passage. Brethren, I just wanted to show you that in the Bible, and particularly in the epistles, these three elements appears as you continue look, as you continue read the Bible. And that's why it is very important for you and I to spare time to look at the Bible every now and then and be well informed because this is what we need to know. This is what we need to know. It is beyond what people get to know about the world news from the BBC, from the CNN, or from uh, from any other popular station or from any other source of information. This one is not just an information, it, it is a transforming message that when you hear, uh, it develops faith and God works with faith always to execute his righteous judgment upon the saints. May the Lord bless you, my dear listeners, even as you anticipate the second round of this sermon, which is going to be more powerful. Kindly don't miss and please welcome, invite several other people uh, that is on Friday and we'll be able to hear more of this uh, tenses of salvation in details and God is going to help us in a big way uh, to realize who we are, what we have and what indeed is expected of us. God bless you my dear listener even as I pray for you. My, my dear Lord I worship you and I give you glory because you are holy, you are perfect, you are wonderful. You love us so much with the love that is infinite. You care for us daily. You will never forget us neither will you forsake us. You have already sweared O King of glory. And therefore we thank you even for this wonderful message. I pray that somebody's heart is being transformed right now. That somebody's uh, uh, ailment in the physical body is now disappearing. Whatever, wherever there was a sickness in their soul, it is now being healed of you in a very powerful way. Thank you, Daddy, even for reassuring us of this incredible salvation that you gave us and that you're still giving us and you're confirming that in the future it is still coming our way. Oh, hallelujah. Be exalted for this. No way we can be able to pay back in any way. May you teach us how to worship you, how to offer our gratitude in terms of worshiping you and giving you the praise that you deserve. Thank you for this channel. May you continue to bless it and expand its boundary so as to be able to reach out to more people with this gospel message which only uh, brings salvation to everyone that believes. We love you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, my dear listener, and continue to keep it right here on On Fire Agape Ministry to the glory.
Nina, 